0: Hello, welcome to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle, and I am One Organized Mama. Episode number 47, time-saving tips for meal planning. Now, I've said it many times before, I love to cook. I like to bake, but I'm definitely a far better cook than I am a baker. And I cook Pretty regularly. I mean, it's pretty normal for me to cook on a daily basis. Now, I'm not telling you this so that you can think that I am a much better mother or wife or overall human being because I cook on a regular basis. I love to cook because number one, I love food. And number two, it's actually a way for me to de stress. Number three, it is definitely a creative outlet for me. And number four, it is my love language. It is how I show my love to my friends and family by cooking for them. I cook for other people a lot. Whether they want me to cook for them or not, people get sent dishes. they I show up with food for them a lot. And it's just a way for me to take these recipes and again, my creativity outlet and try different things. And apparently, I think I'm cooking for an army all the time. So if I can't freeze what I've cooked, I'm sending it home to somebody's house. So again, has nothing to do with what kind of mother or wife I am or anything like that. It's just something I am passionate about and that passion probably has come from my childhood and my family. I am blessed on my father's side to have, well, they've passed since passed on, but to have had family and a grandmother who was from the South. And she was the expert in making fried chicken in her beloved skillet. And then on my mother's side of the family, we are from New Mexico, and those of us from New Mexico are passionate about our chili, especially our hatch green chili. And so on that side of the family, I have always had pozole and tortillas and red chili and hatch green chili readily available at any family gathering. So food has definitely been something that was the center of family time and life on both sides of my family. And so it's just what I'm used to. And it's definitely, these are the legacies and traditions that I'm just carrying on. But I do have a funny quick story about food and recipes I wanted to tell you. Unless you've been living under a rock uh, for the past year or so, um, people are really angry right now in our, in our country. And, um, I for years had moderated a Facebook group and it had thousands of people in it. And, um, over the past few months, things have heated up in that social media group as well in our Facebook group. And since I was the admin, it was my job to sort of moderate it. And as I'm sure you can imagine, trying to moderate anything on social media right now is near impossible. And so there was one day in particular a few months ago where things were really heating up and people were just attacking one another and name calling and threats. And I mean, it just was nuts. It was one side attacking the other and that side attacking the other and just back and forth, back and forth. And I just kind of threw my hands up and I was like, you know what? I can't control this. This is nuts. And so on one of the threads that was really super heated, I just said, anyone have a great banana bread recipe? And I kid you not, (laughs) the fighting came to a screeching halt. It was the most phenomenal thing i have ever seen you took these two warring groups that hated each other and then you ask them for a banana bread recipe and the fighting it was like raising a white flag in a war i mean it actually came to a screeching halt and people flooded me and flooded my facebook messenger and texted me and emailed me banana bread recipes for days. They probably sent me more banana bread recipes than I can probably cook in a lifetime. And I was kind of stunned by this. And I thought, my gosh, if people just realized how much more we have in common, maybe food is the thing that's going to heal some of this. I don't know. But anyway, I just thought it was a pretty um funny story that like Asking for a banana bread recipe kind of calmed people down for a hot minute. So back to these time-saving tips. Okay, you know that if you've listened to me for any amount of time, I truly believe that the foundation of being organized is time management. It's how you set up your life to save you time. You waste so much time having to look for things and search for things. It eats up our precious time, right? Well, my kitchen, because I am such an avid cook, is definitely one of the most organized places in my home. And I set it up because, like I said, when I get into the kitchen, I need to know where everything is. Obviously, when you're cooking, everything is very dependent on timing And so this is something that I have set up in my own life, in my own home, and these are the six tips that I'm going to share with you. If you go to my website, oneorganizedmama.com, I've started blogging again. I only blog about once a week, maybe once every two weeks, but now that I'm not working in client homes anymore... I'm actually starting to take more photographs and giving you guys tours of my own home and some ideas to share with you. So make sure you're visiting the oneorganizedmama.com website and check out the blog for some tips and different ideas for what I do in my own home. So number one And I spoke about this in a recent episode. I want you to get your recipes organized. If you have an abundance of cookbooks, I want you to pare them down. If you have all of those lovely handwritten recipe cards, I want you to find a place for them to belong. And I want you to make sure they all go in that same place. If you've printed out a bunch of recipes from the internet, I want you to put them in a binder in with page protectors, just a three-ring binder with page protectors. So, again, paring down those cookbooks and organizing the rest of your recipes. If you do this and you're needing some inspiration, definitely spend some time getting inspired by your recipes but i don't want you to get overwhelmed by them so spend some time gathering them up putting them in one spot or location and organizing them however it it means what however you want to do it if you want to do i'm saying i'm not trying to say you need to get super complicated with this in fact i don't like complication so just keep things as simple as possible Just put them in the three-ring binder, and if you need, put some page dividers in there to separate, like these are main dishes from desserts, from snacks and appetizers. Again, don't get super specific with your labels. But also, I want you, if you are on Pinterest and you've pinned a million bazillion recipes, this is actually another area that I want you to sort of organize and pare down. Go through your Pinterest boards and if you need to create, again, different Pinterest boards, main dishes, holiday dishes, appetizers, you can do that. That is the beauty of Pinterest. And it's something that I've actually just recently started doing myself. But definitely pare down your recipes and get them organized. So that is tip number one. Tip number two I want you to create a go-to menu. I want this to be a menu that you can reference anytime you need some help coming up with ideas. It's something that you can be doing on a regular basis. You can just like have um, a list of dishes that your family loves or that you enjoy cooking. It doesn't matter how many there are, but just simply write down the name of the dishes this is something that's great to keep near the recipe. So you don't have to take the time to write down chicken teriyaki and then write down the recipe. If it's near your recipes and the home or the zone that you've created for your recipes, then you won't have to worry about writing down you know, recipes multiple times or anything like that. And I like hard copies of recipes. I know a lot of stuff is on our phones or tablets or or the computers. But there I hate like if I have my, my computer or my phone, and I'm looking at a recipe, and then the screen goes dark, and you have to keep refreshing the page or whatever, hate it. So I actually prefer to have a printed out version of a recipe that I can just refer to. And like I said, page protectors keep them from getting super sticky and icky and, you know, stuff spilled on them. But under number two is creating A go-to menu, this goes along with the daily planning that I talk so much about. So in the morning when I get my coffee, that's when I'm doing my daily planning for cooking for the day. So I usually have like a a general idea of what I want to cook. And to be quite honest, I cook what I like to eat or when I'm in the mood for eating. Unless the, the kids and the husband are like really asking for something specific. But since I'm the one who does the majority of the cooking, I cook what I like. And um, this works super well with my kids, not so much with my husband. Funny enough, he is the pickiest eater in our family, but he manages and he's appreciative that he does have a wife that does so much cooking. So if you have a go-to menu, whenever you are doing your daily planning, which is, either done the night before or first thing in the morning. And for me, generally it's done first thing in the morning. I can just take a quick look at my go-to menu and write down something and prepare something that's going to be cooked. So if I need to take something out of the freezer or I need to make a quick trip to the grocery store during my day, I'll know what to do. So for instance, tonight we're having carnitas tacos. I know I need cilantro. So I add cilantro to my grocery list, and I know when I go out today, I'll run by the grocery store and pick up the few items that I need for tonight's dinner. So creating a go-to menu will definitely help you stay organized. All right, tip number three, create a Staples grocery list. This is something that has definitely helped me get super organized, um, on my staples grocery list, these are the things that we have in our home and don 't like you know what if if this isn 't stuff that you eat or whatever that 's super awesome. But whatever those staples are that you try to incorporate in your meals, just create them but i 'm just giving you some of the staples that we use in our home. Frozen veggies, so especially like broccoli, I love the steam bags that you can get from Costco, and then broccoli is always something that's easy to add to a lot of different meals. Canned beans and tomatoes, microwavable rice, bottled sauces, freeze-dried and frozen berries, and pancetta. Actually, I have a funny story about pancetta. Oh, and nuts too. I do like to cook with a lot of different types of nuts or add nuts to salads and stuff. So if I'm not adding a protein to a salad, some nuts on there are always a super great option. But real quick, pancetta. Our family loves to host foreign exchange students. And so we've hosted a couple over the years and we have one, hopefully that gets to come with us um, this upcoming fall from Spain. So our last student was from Italy. And if you can imagine having someone in your home who loves food as much as you and loves to cook, I mean, that was one of the best years ever because she came here and she was so excited to cook for us and to share her recipes. And so super cute. Every single time I went to the grocery store, I would ask the kids and stuff, I would say, what do you guys need? And her response was always pancetta. She wanted to make sure we had enough pancetta in our house, because she used pancetta in a lot of her dishes. And I actually now use it as a staple in our house. So I add pancetta to all kinds of pasta dishes. And I love to kind of cook it down and and it's just a great way to add like a little bit of meat or salt to a dish without um, without adding like ground beef or something. So pancetta is one of our staples. But again, if you create a staples grocery list, so again, whatever your family eats on a regular basis and just have it typed out, you can do it in a Word document or whatever, have it typed out. And then when you're going through making your list, you just kind of go through to see if you need the staples that you guys eat on a regular basis. And again, if you keep these stocked up, you will be probably more inspired to do more cooking. Tip number four, you can cook and prep for multiple meals at one time. So When I'm cutting veggies, so say I'm cutting bell peppers for a dish, I won't just cook enough, or excuse me, cut enough for that dish. I will cut more that can be used as snacks, or can be frozen, or can be ready to go into another dish. So, The same can be done with cooking proteins, proteins like chicken or ground turkey or ground chicken or ground beef. If you are cooking, so say you're cooking some ground beef in a skillet and you have a big package of it, instead of freezing the other half, why not just go ahead and cook it in a different skillet? And so you're cooking for your one meal and it doesn't take any more time to cook for the other skillet. It's there. And then you can let it cool down, put it in a Ziploc baggie, write a date and label it and stick it in your freezer. So the next time you have a dish where you need ground beef, you have some already cooked. And it actually cooked foods like cooked proteins I've seen. I, I, I don't know if there's scientific proof to this, but they seem to kind of... um thaw quicker too than frozen meats and such. But I'll do the same thing with chicken or something if I'm even putting it in the oven. So I'll um, place in the oven and then cook some more. And then I always have it on hand. And especially for meals like lunch the next day or something, it's nice just to have something already cooked. And again, like I said, you can do this with chopping garlic or chopping different vegetables. And then again, you can stick it in the freezer and then use them at a later date. And you've saved time in all of that prep work and that cooking time in making another meal. So it saves you time down the road. And if you keep doing this, you'll see this cumulative sort of effect where cooking actually doesn't take you as much time as it once did. Okay, number five. Let's talk a little bit about buying in bulk. Number one, if you buy in bulk, I don't. I, I'm a big. Pro- I don't like to waste food. So first and foremost, be conscientious about what to buy in bulk. For instance, we don't buy milk from Costco because we only have really we have like one and a half milk drinkers in our family. My youngest still likes milk. And I like milk occasionally, like I like a bowl of Cheerios or something and I'll pour milk in it. But my um, other two kids, one when he's home, he will not drink milk. My daughter does not drink milk. And my husband does not drink milk, they drink almond milk. So we actually, it doesn't make any sense for us to buy the what is it the two gallons or the three half gallons of milk from Costco, because it will go to waste. So don't buy everything in bulk. Only buy the stuff that you know you will use. What we will buy in bulk are, again, our proteins, but I'm also careful with fruits and vegetables that are fresh because, again, I hate waste. So right now, I have a bunch of oranges that we bought from Costco that everyone, of course, was like, I'll eat them, I promise, And they're starting to sit there and get a little icky. So I'm like, ah, I need to find some recipes to make with oranges. And so I am very conscientious about what I buy in bulk. But when I do buy in bulk, I will immediately divide it up in my fridge or pantry or freezer. So when I do that, I make sure I label. I know I've told you, you don't have to label everything but this is one of those areas that you definitely want to label. Kitchen definitely is. If you've ever worked in the food industry or a restaurant, you know the importance of labeling stuff and putting dates. So when I'm dividing up the stuff that I've purchased in bulk, it is going in individual containers and getting labeled with a date. So a label is as simple as what the contents are and what the date that I divided it up or purchased it on. And this will help you be able to use and not waste food. Because again, I don't know, I just don't like to waste food. Like I will come up with something so creative um, in order not to, to waste food. But definitely, definitely label and date. And on that note you need to have almost like a command center drawer. So I have this in my kitchen and it consists of a drawer with baggies, wax paper, um, foil, plastic wrap, that kind of stuff. But in that drawer also are post-it notes, scissors, and a Sharpie marker. And that way, when I am dividing, everything right there is in the drawer. So I can take out the gallon size Ziploc baggies, I can write the date, the contents of them, And then before I put them in the pantry or fridge or freezer so that I know, again, what the contents are. Everything is, again, in those drawers. And so I always keep those in there. So scissors, Post-its, and Sharpies in your drawer with your baggies, your foil, all of those. And I just wanted to give you a couple of tips on this little tip. Did you know that if you buy fruits in season, like for instance, berries. I, so, and I, and I forgive me, I don't know exactly what season is everything, but generally speaking, I believe berries or summertime. And if you go and they are delicious and ripe, if you buy them, you can freeze them. So you freeze them individually. So all I do is I place them on a cookie sheet Stick them in my freezer because you don't want them to clump together. So they freeze individually. And then when they're fully frozen, that's when I'll put them in the baggie to store in the freezer. And then we can add them to oatmeal or smoothies or baked goods at a later date. Bananas. If you don't know this already, bananas freeze really, really well. So when the bananas start to get brown and black and all those wonderful sugars come out, You can put those in the freezer, and then when you're ready to make the banana bread, um, you can take those out. It actually doesn't take that long for them to thaw, and then they just slide out of those skins, and they make the most wonderful banana bread. And then last little sub tip here are, I wanted to talk about tomatoes and tomato sauces during the quarantine, the kids and I received a, or we received like a case of fresh tomatoes. It was some, somebody was giving away, they didn't want it to go bad. And I was like, what the heck? Well, I'm going to figure out something to do with these. And so the kids and I spent an afternoon in the kitchen and we just dropped them in a little bit of salted water where the tomato skins came off, which was like a couple of seconds, peeled them, chopped them up, sort of Um, put some in the food processor in the blender with garlic and oregano. And we made a ton of bags of tomato sauce, much easier than I, I ever had anticipated. So it was super fresh tomato or pasta sauce that could be used for a lot of different recipes. You don't have to add in the garlic and the basil and all that. But again, I like to get super creative. You can do just straight tomatoes and you place them, you pour them in gallon size Ziploc baggies, and then you lay them flat, again, on a cooking sheet, a cookie sheet, get them frozen, and then they stack really nicely in your freezer. So a lot of friends and family got homemade tomato sauce from us during the quarantine. All right, so those are my tips about buying in bulk. The last tip I wanted to share with you was something that we can all take advantage of now that is such a wonderful, wonderful thing. And it's the services that are out there. And there are a lot of them that you can choose recipes and they will send you the box of ingredients. And again, I don't like to waste. So for instance, Home Chef, that is one of the services that I absolutely love. And this week in our Home Chef box, we're going to be getting apple and goat cheese flatbread and cozy chicken and black bean soup. So what I do each week, totally take advantage of this because like I said, I'm a time saver. I love anything that saves me time. I go on the Home Chef app, I choose which recipes really sound good, and then each week, I get my box. And then as soon as the box comes, and, and I'm telling you, I do this in the summer in Las Vegas, Nevada, when the temps exceed 100, you know, it's 110 for days and days and days, weeks and weeks. And so each box comes packed with frozen, and it's always cold, it always arrives. Put it in the fridge immediately, and then it comes with a recipe card. And so this is a great way to save you time from doing going through and trying to figure out what's for dinner from going to the grocery store. And like I said, you get the exact amount of ingredients that you need to cook each meal. So there's no food waste. Super, super happy with Home Chef. I know there are a lot of different companies out there. And I think the reason why this is so popular is because again, we're realizing our time is super precious. And Meal prep, cooking meals, all of that does take up a lot of time. So, definitely take advantage of a subscription service or meal delivery kit. They're even in the grocery stores now. I mean, they're really making it very convenient for us to cook. And I have a special code if you are interested in trying Home Chef in particular. You get $35 off your first box, and the code is it's JanelR17. It's J A N E L R17. This is a great way for you to try new recipes. You don't have to run to the grocery store, you don't have to write, write down that shopping list. And it gets delivered right to you with the instructions, with everything that you need to create a delicious meal. So again, if you want to give Home Chef a try, it's Janelle R17, J-A-N-E-L-R 17 at checkout for your first Home Chef box. Okay, that's what I have for this episode of the One Organized Mama podcast. Like I said before, make sure you go to visit my website, oneorganizemama.com. On the blog, I'm going to start giving you guys more insight on things that I do in my own home. And I have my online courses. And right now, I have the time management journal on there. I do hope to get one that's specific to meal planning and prep. So keep visiting the website and all you have to do is click on online courses, go ahead and take them. You you get seven videos with the time management journal, and you get printable worksheets. So this is a great way for you to learn some time management organization skills, and I make them as super affordable because I know that it's really important to implement this stuff in our lives, and we want to do it in a way that makes sense to us. that's simple, but also we need it to be affordable. So again, visit my website. Thank you guys so much for the reviews that you've been leaving me. I'm just absolutely just love it when I hear from you and I get your emails and all of the wonderful feedback that you guys have. So you guys have a wonderful week and until next time.